Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 Outside of boxing podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect like we like to do each and every Wednesday. Coming at you live from somewhere in Texas, 9 p.m. Central. Man, we having a little we've had a slow year. I wouldn't say a slow year, but it the year hasn't been the best in top notch, top name fights. We've got a lot of good fights. We've had a lot of fights, period. But as far as, you know, the big names fighting, uh, we haven't had that many. And this week, this weekend is gonna be another one. You know, not too much going on. Um, two fighters headlining shows that are trying to make their way back, you know, into the the thick of things. But these last three months, we've got a lot. We've got a lot going on. Maybe not the biggest names, but we've got a lot of unification fights going on. Last couple of months, got a lot of championships um, being put on the line. So we've got a lot going on in boxing these last couple of months. But this weekend, not so much. So we'll probably have a quick show. You know, it won't go too long. But there's always something to talk about when it comes to the world of boxing. And I've checked the dates this weekend. Uh, I'm 100% sure that these fights are happening this weekend. You remember uh, two weeks ago, the last time I think we did a Wednesday show, we were talking about fights that were coming up or the weekend after, you know, that was my fault because there, you know, there's usually boxing going on during the weekend, but that weekend there was no boxing whatsoever. So uh, luckily we do have some boxing going on. Like I said, we've got some, you know, some blasts from the past coming up and we also got a lot of, a little news to talk about, you know, uh, Mayweather announces exhibition with Manny Pacquiao and I'm putting exhibition in quotation marks. What the hell does that mean? Nobody knows. Uh, Fury got uh, a third of a buck fifty to the eye, fifty stitches to that gash that he got while out of Wallin. Um, is the Wilder fight in jeopardy? We'll talk about that. And Ryan Garcia versus Golden Boy. Um, how did that end? I think it's all ended today. Um, as I put in the topics, you know, there wasn't. There wasn't anything to be said. Both sides were beefing, but we've got some f- f- uh, a finality to what's going on with these guys. So we've got a little bit to talk about. But before then, let's take it to the family who's on. Everybody seems to be here. So let's take it to Central California. 
to my man out there holding it down, the co-host, tag team partner, my man RC. RC, what's going on, man? Oh man, um, nothing much, bro. Making the rounds right now. Getting out the gym. Went to go see my mom, and uh, yeah, making my way back to the crib right now. Uh, weather's beautiful out here. I had my windows rolled down. I hope it wasn't too loud of a uh, of a uh, uh, sound penalty that we sometimes have around here. But man, I'm enjoying this weather right now. It's nothing better than this out here. Got a real coastal vibe out here for the last week. Sunshine, low 80-degree, high 70-degree weather. And, um, yeah, man, I'm just kicking it, getting uh, back in the swing of things. And, uh, you know, would rather be nowhere else in here right now with us. So we got some boxing to talk about, and I'm ready. Yeah, and before we take it to everybody else, man, uh, last last weekend you got off early before we could talk – before we could ask you if you knew anything about these this KSI and Logan Paul and Logan Paul guys, do you have any update on what these guys actually do on the internet? I don't know what they do on the internet, man. I just know they have a really big following, millions of followers, um, and I just know that this is a rematch fight that they're having or something like that. I I, I couldn't tell you what they do, but this is that new generation of of uh, internet characters that are a very popular, popular um, face in whatever genre it is that they have. I, I couldn't tell you, though. I'm not sure, bro. Okay. Well, yeah, I've been trying to figure that out, me and JP, trying to figure out what exactly these guys do. I just know they're headlining a fight that's going to have Devin Haney on the undercard, and, you know, they're doing big things out here in boxing. And last year I think they had the biggest pay-per-view draw in, the, you know, as far as boxing has to go. I guess not. I guess it wasn't boxing. It was amateur boxing. But as far as boxing, they would have been the biggest draw. So with that being said, let's take it to Southern Cal, to Inglewood, to the host of the Relatively Fat and Black podcast, my man JP. JP, what's popping, man? Oh, man, ain't nothing, you know, out here on God's vacation in spot and tank top on 7 p.m., as we do about this time, um, about to see what these Bud Lights talking about. Had a good day of work today, man. Took some of the residents down to the L.A. County Fair, and that was my work day today, you know. Uh, I went to the L.A. County Fair and had a blast. So all is well. I'm ready to talk with some boxing. Man, like, so at the county fair, do y'all do it like we do? Do y'all have, like, uh, you know, sausage on the stick? Um you know, um, fried everything, like fried Twinkies, well, fried crazy. ice cream. Right. Is, do y'all have so, that yeah, kind of stuff? This was my, yeah, so this was my first time going. So, you know, and people, some people say I'm not a fun guy. You know, I don't try lots. I'm not adventurous. And I, so I admit that. So I went here with being fun and trying things in mind. And you get here, uh, I had the fried Oreo. I had bacon-wrapped fried pickles. And I had, and the kicker is I had fried watermelon, which was terrible. Oh. The, yeah, the fried awesome. watermelon was was terrible, man. Fried watermelon was terrible. Wow. Um, I didn't even eat a real 
entree there because, dude, I didn't want a fucking two-foot corn dog. You know, I don't like the what optics about of a man walking. Yeah, I, did, I didn't go there either. I heard they was, you know, that ain't the slam. They, they had them out there. Then they had like a, a pork stick, a two-foot pork stick. I'm like, can I just get some shit, you know, just to, you know, I don't want these giant portions on a stick. I don't want my dinner in a stick. But all in all, man, a great time. Somewhere I'll, I'll be taking the kids shortly and had a good time, fun experience. And even better, a great day of work. Yeah, sounds like it. When you can go to the fair for work, I mean, was the work paying? Because last time I went to the fair, you know, they they charge. So when you take the kids, be ready to spend. Pretty sure all fairs are the same. Uh, well, most of the uh, my residents are seniors, so seniors get in free. And, you know, I didn't have to, you know, I'm not paying for them to do anything. They're just able to. You know, do what they want. So it's all good, man. It was I didn't even spend no real money. All I did was walk around and you know, have a good time. And I I presented it to to corporate as tenant relations, building tenant relations is what this was about. And this is why I had to be out in the field today. So it was great. I feel that. Uh, yeah. I don't think he heard you, but hey, let's take it. Let's take it to the other coast, the East Coast, to Central New York, to my man Janelle. East see coast. what he's talking about. Yeah, see what he's talking about. Probably don't have any idea what's going on. Let's see. Let's see if he's ready. Janelle, what's <laughs> popping, man? I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, I mean, I'm going through a little hard time right now. You know, I just took a loss, of fucking fifty thousand. It's not easy, you know. But I'm ready to talk boxing. I'm still here ready to talk boxing. Like Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Like who is Chavez Jr.? We yeah, I don't care about that scrub. Oh no, it's yeah. just like cause, you yeah. know, how he lost he lost money before. Just wondering if you had a similar Uh-oh. situation. Well shit, he could afford to lose that money, you know what I'm saying? His dad I mean he grew up wealthy. I mean, I didn't grow up wealthy, you know what I mean? Fifty thousand dollars a lot of money. Yeah, well, I mean, he's fucking took a loss on. It's not. Hell yeah, that is man. I hate to hear that, man. Well, hopefully we'll. Uh, hopefully we can get you out that slump with a little boxing talk, man. And I heard we'll JP up. talking about some fried watermelons. What the hell? They, who the hell came up with that? Oh no! Yeah, it wasn't good, bro. It wasn't <laughs> good. It sounds like it sounds imagine. like something that a black man would eat, but I don't think a black man would come up with frying no water that 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 black man. Like, is it soggy? No, like, how they, do you even do not that? soggy. I don't know how they did it, but it's not soggy. Um, but the watermelon is not like cold on the inside. It's not hot, so I assume they dip it. You know, probably less than a minute. But I felt like such a fucking coon ass nigga. Sitting up there of all of all things, ordering Whoa. fried watermelon. It's like they might as well call this the the nigga combo. Fried watermelon. <laughs> yep. Gave me a grape soda with the shit. A grape soda to go with it with a combo or something. Because all elements are maybe gave me a Newport after I'm done because everything was there. Yeah, they're probably like, hey, we got we got one. Let's take a video. You probably on the internet. You probably in <laughs> somewhere. Look at this guy eating fried water. Like, 
You should have had a new port and a grape soda. <laughs> oh, man. But let's go ahead and take it to the fights this weekend, man. We've got we've got some blasts from the past fighting. Uh, Alfred Angulo, 25-7, 21 knockouts. It's going to be fighting Peter Quillen, who's 34-1-1 with 23 knockouts in a super middleweight fight on uh, Fox Sports 1. Um, we all remember Peter Quillen as the upcoming guy. Uh, got the, uh, I think he got the, he was the WBO. He had the, not the, not the, he, he was a world champion, but not a real world champion. He had the WBO belt for a while, you know, uh, fighting Hassan, uh, uh, Hassan, uh, Ingham, whatever, income, whatever his name was. Remember him getting the split decision against Andy Lee. Everybody thought he was going to, he was the real deal. Until he went up and got uh, sparked out early. I think it was first round or something like that against uh, Daniel yep, Jacobs when he when he finally got the fight for the WBA uh, middleweight title. Uh, sparked out by Dan- Daniel Jacobs. That blew Daniel Jacobs up. And then, you know, Peter Quillen disappeared for a little bit. In fact, he disappeared for two years. Uh, he fought one time at the end of 2017. Um, fought Javion Love in 2018, last fight 2019 in uh, what is that? January, March, April. In April, uh, Caleb Truax. Um, it was a non, uh, no decision. I believe it was a headbutt, and maybe Caleb Truax w- was the one that got the worst of it, if I'm remembering it correctly. But he got a, non, a, a no decision against Caleb Truax. So he's coming back to fight Alfred Angulo. Uh, El Perro, um, you know, I think El Perro was a former, um, well, he he was a former, no, he isn't a former real champion. He, he fought for the interim WBA uh, super welterweight title, lost to Eric Solandi Lara was his first fight, uh, was last fight. He's coming off of a win against Everett Bravo in uh he fought in April. Ever Bravo, don't know who that is. But the fights after that, he lost a split decision to the Snake, Sergio Mora, some guy named Freddy Hernandez. So in his last four fights, he's two and two. In his last, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fights, he's five and three. Oh, he's three and five. So Peter Quillen is looking to get some easy work off of 37-year-old Alfred Angulo. Peter Quillen probably isn't too old, isn't too young himself. He's probably around the same age. Yeah, he's 36. But he only has that one loss, that spark out. I know this was one of Janelle's Janelle's guys, uh, Peter Quillen. At one point, he was supposed to be the guy up and coming. But he ain't been the same since that that first-round TKO to Daniel Jacobs. Uh, Let's start. We're going to start with you, Janelle, man. Give us your thoughts on this uh, Kid Chocolate versus El Perro on uh, Fox Sports 1 on Saturday. Another how the hell are these guys headlining the card on Fox Sports 1? Exactly. How are they headlining? I mean, like you said, I mean, at one time I was a Peter Quillen fan, but I mean, come on, coming off of a long layup after being knocked out in, what, less than two minutes? I mean, I don't know where the guy's going to be at. I don't know where he's at right now in his career. I haven't seen the guy in the gym, so I can't call anything on him. I mean, I'm not sure what he's going to be. I mean, his last time in the ring, we saw him get fucking laid to rest 
You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, it's just hard to say where this guy is at in his career. You know what I mean? I can't call a fight that I don't uh, know much about the guy anymore. You know what I mean? And last time we saw him, like I said, he's, you know, he was stretched out. So it's like, hey, what can I really call? No, I'm with you. It's it's really hard to call. I'm pretty sure Peter Coolen's going to beat uh, a guy who's lost five of his last eight fights. I'm hoping that he's, you know, because, uh, you know, El Perro ha- hasn't been good in a long time. He's been getting his ass whooped. What we can say about Peter Quillen is he just he just got beat up that one time. You know, he got the split decision with Andy Lee, uh, the split decision draw, or uh, I think that's what it was. I think he got the, the draw with Andy Lee. I'm saying split decision. He got the draw with Andy Lee. And, uh, you know, so hopefully he can win, man. But like you said, we don't know too much about these guys. They're both blasts from the past. Uh, 36, 37-year-old guys trying to make uh, – well, Peter Quillen, I think, is trying to make a, a comeback. I've I've been seeing him on the internet doing um, interviews here and there, and he sounds like he wants to be fighting for a title again. But, you know, when you get TK, TKO'd in the first round, it's hard to come back. You can ask the guy Lubin, who got sparked out by Charlo. We haven't heard, of, heard from him since. But, RC, you got anything on this fight, man? Kid Chocolate versus El Perro. Um, I mean, only reason it's headlining a fight because, you know, PBC has obligations in the contracts that they have with Fox and money's got to be made by viewership, by hook or by crook. Um, <clears throat> one of my buddies was uh, trying to get me to go to this fight. And he was real hyped up about it, which really confused me because, yeah, I don't, I'm not too sure. Uh, Bobby Milan, you foolish Mexican fan, you. I don't know why he was really excited for it, though, but he's like, it's lit. We got to go hit it up. And I just she didn't say anything because my mom always told me, if you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. And it's just a uh, – I feel bad for <clears throat> uh, Alfredo Angulo because uh, I guess both similar style. We both seen the ghost taken from – on live television when we've seen Arizona Lara <clears throat> break the orbital socket and Pearl Gulo is never the same. And then Canelo beat his ass where he really took the ghost from him and, you know, just got the shit beat out of him. Uh, and then Kid Chocolate, who could forget the eyes when he got uh, technically stopped by Danny Jacobs in the first round. Um, <clears throat> he was bugged out and never been the same. But I expect Kid Chocolate to win this fight in a convincing fashion. Uh, I think that both fighters are there for a check, but one of them more so than the other, and I think that's Alfredo Angulo, and I think that he will not last no longer than five rounds. So if it goes past five, it's just going to be a boring-ass slugfest that might just go to the go to distance, and I think that it will be very unentertaining. But like I said, they got to keep the lights on and they got to live up or they got to go at their end of the bargain, them being TBC with Fox. And, uh, you know, during the slow time of boxing, surprising enough as it is, fellas, to my amazement, there was a little bit of general consensus from a certain fan base that was really excited about this fight. So, hey, who knows? Maybe it'll do some decent numbers that we all probably wouldn't expect. Yeah, I mean, they, these guys have names. I mean, that's the only reason I could see 
and I can see that people are really wanting to go this. I see it's in uh, Bakersfield out there in your neck of the woods. So yeah, man, maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe Angulo's got a got a little little draw out there. Um but yeah. I'm not I'll probably check it out. There ain't nothing really going on out here, but I'm not excited for this at all. JP, what are your thoughts on this fight? Oh uh, man, I've met Peter in a like a low key setting, like actually talked to him, got to got to, you know, fill him out somewhat. And at that time, so this is about, you know, 2015-16. But um at that time I walked away and said that guy doesn't strike me as a fighter. And you, you hear me say, you know, here on the Outsiders Boxing Podcast from time to time, sometimes dudes reach their comfort level. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's not for everyone that they be ushered the, you know, the gravy train first. Some people need to work to get that. And, like, you could put Adrian Broner as a metaphor for that possibly. I think Adrian's stardom um, surpassed his progress. And for some people, when your stardom surpasses your progress, you stop progressing because the stardom is there. And um, Quillen, I I felt like Quillen had that little cute girlfriend, and he had this whole life at home that we used to see a lot on HBO back on those days. And he just did not strike me as a fighter. That same night, I met Caleb Plant. That same night. So we were at like a little party and fighters was coming through. Uh, Caleb Plant, Plant, very few with words, but struck me as a fighter. Peter was like with the homies. Oh, yeah. Was, you know, we was drinking and chopping it up, laughing. Ah, I think I'm going to use that motherfucker with that nigga jacket. Wilder was there. You know, Wilder was there with a couple broads and, and struck me as a fighter. Um, I just don't – I'll say this also – him being in there with Angulo lets me know that somebody is still in Peter's corner and is in his corner for him on this comeback. I, I don't know who's uh, the promotion here, PBC? Yeah, PBC. Yes, sir. So that tells me Al has some, there's some faith in Peter. Um, I know for a fact Peter's been in the gym now for probably years, dude. Like, even though he hasn't made his way. I, I'm I, I'm sure he's had a fight since Jacobs, but even even though he hasn't made his way back to the the limelight per se, he's been working for year. Well, I want to say at least for sure a year because I know people who know him. So he's been in that gym. He's been in that gym, and it seems like he's taking it slow. And uh, I'm not sure of why. And maybe it's because you know he wants to make sure when he comes back he's ready to fight at that level again. And I think. It's something like that. But him fighting Angulo lets me know that they're ready to start um, putting some coals in the caboose of the Peter Quillen train because Angulo is just a perfect guy. You know, he has a good enough name, a notable name, and he's there to be hurt and knocked out. I mean, five years ago, Angulo was slow as shit and Evander Holyfield's status, Roy Jones' status, where you should be banning him from fighting in the United States. But he's still fighting. I mean, this guy is knockout bait. You should be able to look spectacular against somebody this slow and predictable. So, you know, that's why I think we're seeing him, and I I think Quillen should look good. 
Quillen should look good, and then we start to see Quillen in some talks with some of the bigger names. So, yeah, um, the Kid Chocolate comeback, in my estimation, is uh, underway. Yeah, so, yeah, Peter Quillen has had uh, three fights since uh, since getting sparked out by Danny Jacobs. Uh, like I said, Deshaun Johnson uh, was his comeback after taking two years off. He fought Deshaun Johnson, Johnson, who was 21 and 22. I remember asking what the hell was going on with that. Then he fought JB on Love <laughs> and Caleb Truex. So, you know, JB on Love is, uh, you know, he was 24 and 1 at that time. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, even though I think he's a little dude, it wasn't like it was a no name guy. Caleb Truex, you know, who I believe had it might have had the title there for a little bit um you know he had he he had a no decision against him i believe he had but it was a headbutt early and caleb truax couldn't fight but uh yeah man he's on he's on his comeback and from what i've been seeing on the you know on the internet he's been trying that's what he's serious about this and uh we'll see you know at 36 years old he can't take it too slow but you know at middleweight you could fight you can fight a little later, later on in the, you know, in age. You don't have to be that young. You, you know, that's almost a normal size for a guy. So, you know, it ain't that bad. But yeah, I think he should be able to get the win. Uh, Angulo ain't been knocked out since Canelo knocked him out. So, I, uh, you know, if he does get a knockout, that might be impressive. You know, Angulo ain't been knocked out since 2014. Uh, you know, he's lost some. Uh, but he ain't been knocked out since 2014. So if he knocks uh, Angulo out, um, you know that might be that might be a a cap, uh, no, a feather in this cap, letting us know that he still has his power, you know. And uh, maybe Kid Chocolate is back. So I expect him to win. Uh, I don't know how he's gonna win, um, but I expect that they're serving Angulo up to make him look good. So um, let's go on to the next one. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Another guy trying to make his comeback, trying to come up. Uh, Jojo Diaz is fighting some guy, Jesus Quadro, um, for the WBA Gold Super Featherweight title. Not sure what the hell that is, but it's, I don't think it's a real belt. Uh, this guy's 18 and 5. These guys are fighting on Facebook stream, which I've never caught a fight on Facebook, I don't believe, but I know they've been doing that. Uh, probably won't see this one. Uh, I remember for a second we thought uh, JoJo Diaz was going to be the truth, um, but he never he never really made it. Once he, he, he got the fight for the title against Gary Russell Jr. and got waxed, that was back in 2018. Uh, he was undefeated uh, before then. I think they were taking it slow with him. Uh, I thought he was going to be pretty good. I think he's still rated pretty high when it comes to featherweight. He's a top 10 featherweight. Um, but the way he got waxed by Gary Russell, I'm not sure if he's any good, man. Uh, this is another fight that, you know, I really could, don't care too much about, you know, this weekend. That's what we, That's what we've got. But JoJo Diaz is a – you know, he's a higher level fighter than I would say Peter Quillen at this point in time. Um, twenty six years old, still got a lot of a lot of fight in him. Uh, like I said, twenty nine and one. 
Um, you know, looks like he's they're just giving him something easy out here. I don't know where this event is. Let me see exactly where it is. Out here in Mexico. So he's fighting in Mexico. Um, he's a Mexican-American fighting the Mexican out there. So it's, he, maybe he'll get some love. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen anything on Facebook. I haven't watched too many any fights, I don't believe, on Facebook. Maybe a Ryan Garcia fight, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not interested in this fight too much. Like I said, I don't know who the hell he's fighting, and they're not fighting for anything. But we'll take it to Janelle to see if he has any thoughts on this fight, man. Any thoughts on uh, Jojo Diaz at all in this fight against uh, Jesus Caudro? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. RC? Now, that's an interesting name, Jose Quadro. I haven't heard that name in a long time. But the only reason I'd be a little bit interested in this fight is because, you know, the whole shit talking that's been going on with Jojo Diaz and Tevin Farmer. So, um, Jojo pulls this one, makes it look spectacular. Then maybe we'll see him in there with Farmer because we know these little guys are moving around from each other a lot. So, they had a lot to say to each other when uh, – I can't remember exactly where it was, but – you see the bald Takashi six nine hair color of Jojo Diaz and Tevin Farmer getting into it, where you can't really tell if Tevin Farmer's looking him in his eye or he's looking. I, I don't know, but anyways, well, that's the only reason I'll be looking forward to it. And uh, maybe uh, we should see uh, Jojo Diaz look really, really good because we haven't seen him look really, really good in a really long time. Yeah, let me. Uh, what is that? That they're fighting for the super featherweight. Uh, so that's light junior weight. I mean, uh, junior lightweight, light junior weight. Let me see what they have them ranked as. Do they have JoJo Diaz? Yeah, they got them ranked as uh, number six. <clears throat> um, six in the in the in the ring uh, magazine rating. So he, like I said, he's not bad. Only with that one loss, twenty nine and one. Um, that was against Gary Russell Jr., who's you know who's the who's a big dog. I think that might have been. That even in the same division? That might have been in uh, just lightweight or uh, featherweight. That might have just been a featherweight, I mean. But uh, that's neither here nor there. JP, any thoughts on this fight? Oh, man. Uh, Jose Quadros, like RC said, a name I haven't heard in a long time. I believe I was at the fight hey, for Quadros. This, this hey, is Jesus hey, Quadros. Okay, I don't yeah, know that. Jose. Uh, you know, I think Ho- Jose is another quadros. Okay, um, so fact check something. Is Jojo Diaz, because I'm going to go on the slight rant, Diaz is a, jo- a Golden Boy fighter, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure about that. Dude, yep. they got a bunch. Uh, Golden Boy has a plethora of Mexican fighters that are good but they all have zero identity. Golden Boy is fucking dropping the ball. They, I mean, they got Canelo. That's, that's all that seems they got, all their fucking departments. Everybody in every cubicle in every department is like focused on Canelo. And they got some chick over here to the side that's handling Beltran and Estrada and, you know, Diaz and the, the, the plethora, and then another chick over here in another corner handling Ryan Garcia. You know, Golden Boy just was dropping the ball big time. Canelo, I understand. Ryan Garcia, nobody cares about. 
they're going now. Here's something that we're going to have to deal with going forward, guys, as far as I guess what makes people stars. You know, it seems old, but social media is new. This is new to the world. It's new to humans. People like me and Willa, we were the last human on earth who existed like without cell phone, without smartphone, and then smartphone. You know, we still had pagers like, you know, you have to go back to the 90s to be able to. But going forward, a guy like Ryan Garcia is being put on this platform because of his followership because how many followers he has on IG or Twitter, which are 14-year-old girls who don't watch boxing. That's the oxymoron in it all. What's making it popular, what's making the guy popular doesn't translate to the TV because those girls, they probably aren't going to be tuning in to that Friday night Golden Boy fight or whatever the hell he's fighting on ESPN to watch him. So, I, I feel like those execs over there at Golden Boy got to get that figured out. Like, okay, guys, the social media says he's a star, but he's not a star in boxing. Well, hardcore fans don't give a shit about him. And that if, once, if hardcore fans don't give a shit about you, casuals have never heard of him. That's how that goes. Uh, do I care about this fight? No. Uh, that's it, Willow. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm with you. And since you brought out the real Garcia, let's go on to the next topic. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Now, last weekend on the uh, Munguia fight, uh, Munguia card, Ryan Garcia was supposed to uh, fight some guy. I think his name was, man, I can't remember his name. Started with the A, like Alvarez or Aztez or something like that. He's supposed to fight this guy. And on Wednesday before the fight, the man got arrested. He had a warrant out. And then there was a lot of there was a lot of back and forth um between Golden Boy and Ryan Garcia. Um Ryan Garcia, um after, you know, the Wednesday he found out that he wasn't going to uh that he wasn't gonna be able to fight the got his opponent, got arrested. Golden Boy tried to put up uh I think undefeated Romero Duno, Filipino guy that looks, you know, who did fight on that same car, who looks like a killer out there. They wanted Ryan Garcia to fight fight that guy. Ryan Garcia wanted some a little extra money to do that, and Golden Boy said no. So Ryan Garcia didn't fight. He wasn't on the car. You know, after that, Golden Boy put out statements saying Ryan Garcia thought the fight was too tough. Golden Boy put out statements saying Brian Garcia, you know, was basically ducking this guy, uh, uh, Romero Duno. And, um, you know, Ryan Garcia came back and said, no, I wasn't ducking. I just wanted more money. You know, what the hell is going on with Golden Boy? Um, they're not backing me up. You know, I haven't talked to uh, De La Hoya. You know, De La Hoya was on the Internet saying stuff about Ryan Garcia, talking about his team, saying that he needs to listen to him, not the team. And Ryan Garcia's like, man, sounds like y'all are trying – they were trying to set me up, have me fight a guy that I wasn't prepare, prepared for, a top-notch guy, and I didn't want to take – you know, he said he wanted to take that fight, but it was going to take a little more money. But I can understand if he didn't want to take that fight. You know, he even said, you know, he talked to Canelo, and Canelo had his back, and he understood everything. So it felt like there was going to be a little, uh, a little split – between Ryan Garcia 
and De La Hoya and Golden Boy Promotions, which we, you know, we've been hearing about stuff like that with, you know, maybe Canelo wanting to make a move, you know, sounds like Ryan Garcia wanted to make a move. And like you said, Ryan Garcia, even though it might not, you say it doesn't translate, JP says it doesn't translate to boxing, but he's one of, he's one of these guys like what they said about KSI and Logan Paul, you know, who are these guys? The casuals don't, uh, the hardcores don't know them, and the casuals don't know them. But if you got a big following on IG and Twitter and Instagram, the casuals might know you. So it comes out today that Ryan Garcia has signed a lucrative deal with Golden Boy, a multi-year deal with Golden Boy, and he'll be facing Romero Duno, the guy they said he was ducking, on the Canelo Kovalev card as a co-feature. Co-feature means, uh, you know, you're getting, it's not a co-headliner, but I guess guess that's the same thing. You're getting, you're getting some big bucks. So, you know, these guys seem like they made up, you know. Um, Ryan Garcia said he signed the most, the most lucrative deal of the prospect, you know, so that means, you know, he ain't getting just the big, big, big bucks, but he's probably getting, you know, maybe tens, uh, dozens of millions of dollars you know as a 20 year old out here saying that what he's probably saying is he's getting more than uh haney and uh and shakur stevenson and stuff like that so man you know after all that looks like the 21 year old will be fighting um on the undercard of kovalev versus canelo and he'll be fighting the, the real deal so we'll see exactly how good Ryan Garcia is. Like I always say, the real Garcia, because he's out there, like you said, he's got millions of followers on, on Instagram and Twitter. And that's, that's the only thing that counts in 2019. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Uh, RC? Shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, first off, I just want to co- uh, condemn Golden Boy for their honesty because we've seen Ryan Garcia struggle with lesser tier talent, and he knew that he was going to struggle yet again, and he wasn't afraid of that fight. A little tough fight out of nowhere for him, especially so sudden as a guy getting arrested for having a warrant, blah, blah, blah. But uh, um, good job by the honesty of Golden Boy and a good job promotionally for Reeling, the, reeling them back in as the fish tried to escape. But um, I, I'd be real, real, real interested to see what this deal, this lucrative deal he's talking about. I'm not so sure he's getting dozens of millions as well as things. Um, I, I think that, you know, Oscar sees what everybody else, as far as the hardcore fans they should see, is uh, smoke and mirrors, not the real deal. Hype job, whatever you want to call it, um, passes the eye test. But when it comes to, you know, paying the bills, uh, you know, we've seen uh, the likes similar of uh, Jordy Spencer, who uh, had a tough time with old Coffee Black in the last fight that he had. And I just don't think that Ryan Garcia is going to get very far in Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy promotion knows that. But if you're going to have him around for a little bit, He'll be able to make some money because of the following and the fan base that he does have. So um, I think that they're just realizing that this kid's not going to be as big as a star 
as everybody thought that he was in the very beginning, and they're just going to try to squeeze the rest of the juice that's in this lemon that is one Ryan Garcia. Let's see. Uh, uh, this is what Oscar De La Hoy had to say about signing uh, one of our defining features as a company is developing champions and making them into stars, which uh, JP just talked about is, isn't true. But from the second we discovered yep, Garcia, yep, yep. we knew he was, we knew he was different. We knew he was special. We knew he could move the needle. Besides his amazing his amazing talent, he brings an outside appeal that few fighters can achieve. At the same time, he also needs the right environment to develop, to develop, and the environment is with us. Under our guidance, I have no doubt that this young, charismatic fighter will become the biggest star in sports. JP sounds like they, you know, they're playing to do the opposite of what they've been doing with the rest of these uh, Mexican fighters that are pretty good and make them into stars. You think they could do this with the real Ryan Garcia? Well, everything, every reasoning they just gave in that had nothing to do with fighting. <clears throat> it's going to be the problem, Willa. What y'all got to understand about my man Willa, he's, he's bred and birthed into a theory, an ideology, a psychology of metrics, him being a Houston Rockets fan, right? You have to understand his mind is all fucked up and blurred by numbers and Oh, what does he do from from 12 feet away? Get him. He shoots great from 38 feet away. You know. So Sounds like the will Yeah, these numbers, you know, they, they, it enamors certain people. But in order to make those numbers be relevant, you have to be able to beat really good people. Think about boxing. You got to beat those guys. And out of this crop, you know, this, this, they can, he can be, look, man, I, I don't know how many, boxing doesn't play on YouTube. Now, if they could stream Ryan Garcia's fights on YouTube, it might be great. You know, it might be great. Um, young girls and shit like that. But boxing is not a, 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 a sport for young girls. Oscar De La Hoya, who they're trying to pattern him after as Oscar, right? Young, good-looking, Mexican-American kid. Oh, God, you got to be so smart to figure that out, right? Oscar fought every single motherfucker alive and didn't get whooped by none of them. Can, that, can Ryan Oscar Garcia do that? Yes, Garcia, Oscar De La Hoya. And, and Oscar ducks Spanish. a few people. Stop it, stop it. He ducks Winky Wright. Uh, oh, come on, uh, man. Bernard. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do yeah, that. We're not going to do that, man. Email. He ducked me. Oscar De La Hoya's resume is probably better than almost anyone's. He fought him now. He fought a good people, but 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 he avoided Vernon Forrest and Winky Wright. All right, fine, fine. And, and 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 Mayweather avoided uh, Ricardo Frietes, right? He avoided him. Right? No, I, I don't think so. He avoided uh, Paul Williams, hmm. right? He did. Oh, no, no. Oh, yes, he did with Paul Williams. I'm sure. He yeah. did. So we can do that all day long, man. I mean, I, I don't want to do that with a dude's hey, record. Hey, I don't know how it is, man. Is hey, Floyd good. avoided Paul Williams. I think Paul Williams would have beat him <laughs> at any point in Floyd's career. That height and reach would have been a problem for Floyd. Sure, sure. But point is, point is, man, Ryan Garcia, out of this new court, the um, the Tiafimo's, 
Devin Haney. The Devin Haney who he beat who he beat three out of four times in amateur. Devin Haney. In amateurs. Oh, you see how fast I'm just he saying. is right, when he shadow boxes. You see how quick he can yeah. do that uppercut shit? Oh, he probably is a great amateur. Amir Khan I'm probably sure whooped almost everybody in the amateurs. I'm sure he did. It's only a four round fight though, keep that in mind, you know what I mean? It's only four rounds. I'm just saying compared to I'm, pros, sure. I'm just shit. saying he's he's at the same pedigree as these guys. That's all I'm saying. Unless you knock the guy out, you know what I mean? Then his trajectory honestly, is shit right now. He's over there, and, and, and it's almost a desperation move by Gordon Boy because Canelo, the one thing you also heard in what Willis said, Ryan Garcia said, I talked to Canelo, and Canelo said I'm good. So Lies, lies, you know, lies. So you, so you see divide happening. See, now we had a point with this thing where Canelo's too big of a, too big of a cow to be in anybody's stable. Canelo, like, yeah, I'm about to start really Mayweather and run around this bitch and doing what I want to do. <laughs> Canelo about ready to have Canelo promotion. You know, is Canelo at that point? So Golden Boy, right like this that. company should, they should be forecasting, right? So I'm like, shit, we gonna need somebody to grab that torch, like Canelo was able to grab Oscars, or you know, Floyd to really keep the Golden Boy thing rolling. Ryan Garcia is what we got, guys. It's what we got. But Ryan Garcia's trajectory isn't what those other young fighters is right now. His his momentum. His notoriety in the boxing world, like boxing fans don't care about him. We don't. And all those other dudes are far ahead of Ryan Garcia in, in those metrics that actually count to boxing fans. Now, you can try to play that social media shit over there all you want. Do it. We're going to see what it does. This is new. It's new. This uncharted territories in boxing. I don't think it works. That's what I gotta say. Hey, I feel I feel you, man. Hey, you know we're gonna see. Like I and, said, he's twenty one years he, old. I think he's lying. I think he's lying. He said I'm sorry to cut you off, well, but he said he talked to Canelo and Canelo backed him. Ryan Garcia don't even speak Spanish, bro. Unless Willa's theory about Canelo understanding and comprehending and, and speaking fluently English behind the scenes. Then maybe he's telling the truth, but that's cap, 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 cap. Oh no, no. You know when after his fight, Canelo be in there. He be in there with Canelo. Canelo's his guy, man. So, you know, I'll be look. We'll see. You know, like I, I like to say, Ryan Garcia might is gonna be the real deal. Twenty one years old. You know, he's he hasn't grown up like Devin Haney or Shakur Steven. He he hasn't turned into a man yet. He's still got a long way to go. So, and I think Golden Boy realizes that, as you can hear in this statement. So we'll be on the lookout for them. Uh, but let's take let's take it to Janelle. Janelle, you got any thoughts on on um, this Golden Boy versus Ryan Garcia drama that's been taken care of? Well, um, I did hear I did hear bits of it, uh, and listen, little is a little back and forth bickering, but you know, it happens between promoters and fighters. It, ha- and I mean, it just happens. Um, again, Ryan Garcia is 21, so I, uh, he shouldn't act like he knows the sport or knows the sport yeah. like that as far as way. Uh, uh, he should be like his own promoter yet or anything. Yeah, I mean, you see, you know what I'm saying? Just focus on his tools and building his game. And, 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 and I mean, of course, you want to do the best for your career. I mean, because he feels like. I, I think Golden Boy is like the perfect fit for him, honestly. 
I think it's really a good fit from, at the moment. Again, I don't know what's going on backstage or behind the scenes or whatever. I just think it makes a good fit for him. Uh, you know, I'll with a Latin fighter, you know. I mean, that's just me personally. But, again, like I said, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I know there's always more sides to the story, you know. It just always is. Well, he's obviously signed signed a multi-year deal. So we'll see exactly what uh, – you know what has what comes of these guys, and I think uh, I think Ryan Garcia is making the right choice signing with De La Hoya. You know him and Virgil Ortiz are so probably going to be the future. Yeah, him and Virgil Ortiz but, and Munguia probably going to be the future of them bo- other boxers. Um, he's probably feeling like how Mayweather felt under Bob Arum, as if uh, Bob Arum was put too much in De La Hoya and not focused on his career. And um, he might be going through that right now, but again. He's not at the point now that Floyd was back then to where he could, you know what I mean? And that's, I mean, that could be what it is because you see Delo, uh, Gomer Boy's putting everything in Canelo. And right now he's a cast cow in boxing, you know what I mean? So he's probably going through that phase right there. Who knows? Yeah, but Golden Boy, you know, they've got Virgil Ortiz out there. I think Virgil Ortiz was out here headlining the show. You know, they've got Jaime Munguiz out there headlining. You know, they're putting – they're putting their money behind some of these young guys that nobody really, you know, trying to get them a build up, man. So, you know, we'll see. Ryan Garcia, yeah, he might be he might be third string, fourth string behind those guys, especially when uh, I think De La Hoya came out and said he thinks Virgil Ortiz is the uh is the best young fighter in his uh stable. You know, that probably stung a little bit. But Virgil Ortiz fuck he, let me just say fuck Golden Boy because you know whether you know what the emails were saying, and they was using the N word around there. They have no diversity on that in that company at all. I've seen like a company photo. There's no one even. There ain't even an Indian, an Asian, or a white person around that place. Fuck those boys. Yeah, there is, man. I was looking at. I'm looking at it right now, man. They've got a. They've they've got a pretty well, diverse. They're mostly Mexican, but they're pretty diverse. They're champions. All their champions are Mexican no, except uh, staff, the, the actual um, working staff. You know, the emails and oh. all that stuff, and they were calling, uh, you know, calling the Al Heyman nigger and all that kind of shit. That's the, the, the language they use around the office. Fuck. Oh. It's a picture. You can look at that staff. I the second that. Staff yeah. Fuck them. No, I feel you. Fuck Golden Boy. I feel you on that. And, and, as far as, as who they're paying. Staff record label and as a crew. <laughs> no, I feel you on that. All right. I feel you on that all the way, man. But uh, I think we got, I think we got Seattle time on there. Let's bring him in. See if there's anything he wants to talk about. Uh, we've been talking about time. We've been talking about the Angulo Peter Quillen fight, the Joseph Diaz, Jesus Quadro fight, and um. Also, the Ryan Garcia versus Golden Boy beef that they had that finally got fixed with Ryan Garcia signing another contract with Golden Boy. What's going on, Sam? Let's take it out there to Seattle. What's going on, man? Uh, Yeah, you know, a lot going on with Golden Boy right now. Uh, I mean, Garcia, you know, I, 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 I I never hate on a man getting money, so... You know, good for him. You know, I mean, if 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 he's able to negotiate that, then you know he's worth that, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, 
as a fighter, I'm not that high on him. I think he's he's definitely top five knockout waiting to happen. You know what I mean? Um, matter of <laughs> fact, they got two of them on their stable. You know, uh, Mungia and him, they're about to get knocked out. Um, you know, basically when they fight a, you know, a real guy, their own size, they can crack a little bit and come forward. They're going to get stopped brutally. But, you know, get his money. Hey, you know, that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm not mad at that at all. But, um, you know, I agree with, uh, I heard a little bit what JP was saying. I agree 100% on that. Um, you know, d- Golden Boy definitely about what? has a, about a certain profile of what what they like. Uh, you know what I mean? But, uh, um, but that's on them. I mean, it's funny because it's like it. Um, they obviously had a certain business model, and they kind of realized it wasn't working because now they really only have like Canelo controlling their whole company as far as like keeping them afloat. Now he's like all of a sudden trying to recruit guys like Spence and stuff to go over to Golden Boy. You know, he's always recruiting Spence and guys like that. Like, oh, I'll promote you. I'll promote you. It's like, yeah, yeah a little desperate now, huh? I mean, I mean, they're really one. They're really one Canelo move out of, you know, like moving, leaving Golden Boy from being shut down. So that's why. I would and wasn't it? And wasn't wasn't Oscar? Wasn't Oscar saying to Deontay Wilder, "I'll make you a star." <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wilder, and I mean, he actually had. I mean, not technically had Wilder, but, but you know, Heyman was advising, but he had Wilder, you know, being promoted on Golden Boy cards to start his career. Uh, matter of fact, I was in Vegas one time when Wilder had just started. He had fought um, uh, uh, on in the Tropicana Hotel on an undercard or whatever, some some card in the Tropicana back in the day. So, and that was a Golden Boy card. But um, so yeah, I mean, if, if they were if they were promoting so good, you know, they they probably would have showed Wilder something. Like, oh, these guys treat people right, or this and that, or they're very interested in my career. Maybe Wilder would have stayed there, signed a promotional contract with Golden Boy, but he never did. So, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, when you take a certain path like that, there's risk to it. So, you know, they all, they, they have a certain profile they like, and you got to make sure that the guys that you, you have under that, you know, business model come through for you. You know, Canelo um, – has been able to do his thing, and but so far, besides, I would say the only guy I'm really, I would, I would say I would like, I see potential is Virgil Ortiz. You know what I mean? So they got to really hope Virgil Ortiz can not only he obviously can fight, but when he steps up, because uh, he's in a loaded division, he's at welterweight, ain't nothing gonna come easy. So now you got to be able to come and win these fights, but then also be marketable. So, you know, we'll see. That, that That's three, four years down the line. We don't know but about that. But, yeah, you know, hey, hey, good job. Garth. They lack you in know? diversity, dog. They lack in diversity and stylistically. And then what Simon's saying made me think of this. It's like Virgil Ortiz, right? That name gets lost in the shuffle. You got Munguia, you got Garcia, you got – the Bell Trans, and, you know, I can't even think of them all. I can't even begin to go down this list of them, but it's too many of the same. It's like 
it's hard. They're unidentifiable to me. Unless, you, you know, you have your personal favorite, but in that roster, if you were to go down the list of the ones who are prospects, it's like the same thing. You need diversity. That's key, man. You need a brawler who don't care about getting hit. You need to Mayweather. You need to Chavez. You need all of that. And that's what they they fucked up drawing this weird Mexican line in the sand. And we can, you know, I've been on the on my soapbox for years. Uh, you know, Mexicans, hey, they 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 are a large part of the sport, but they ain't the only part of the sport. And Golden Boy thought they could just run a company off of them only. Um, you know, I always say Mayweather ain't the pay per view king because of Mexicans. You can. Every time you take Mayweather out of an equation, Canelo was in that fight with Mayweather and did that. What's Canelo's numbers been since? Now, he's done some numbers with Triple G. But it's it's the inclusionary of everyone, man, and that's what, what they've kind of lost touch with. Yeah, you never want to um... – Never want to sh- you never want to shut anything any you know demographic or whatever you want to call it down because you never know what you might find you know what I mean and but hey that's their business model you know um, mm. so far yeah, that's they've been too. like they afloat but yeah like I mean, like, like, I mean, like those, I said, uh, like those little... college teams hey son real quick like those like the college teams who who mostly have white boys they they at least got one or two brothers that to keep them afloat. So, you know, Golden Boy got to learn off them. Yeah, and I think some of it was sometimes, you know, you maybe do things subconsciously, but you don't really realize it, but then it's really out of spite. And it just seems like because Heyman took all them brothers away, all of a sudden he's like, man, so I'm just done with the brothers now. (laughs) It's like, you know, he just took all them brothers away from him. He just was like, you know what? I ain't messing with him for now, but I think he realized, like, he got to, I mean, like I said, he started recruiting them, man. He started saying, oh, I'll promote you, and I'll make you a star, and this and that. Oh, you should fight Canelo, and, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, you know what time it is, but, um, but, uh, you know, there's always that little factor going on. I mean, Bob Arum has been vocal about it, about, oh, these guys, you know, these certain fighters sell, and this and that, and we, we like to try to get these fighters, you know, um, this and that, but, you know, but top rank even keep their rosters even sprinkled around a little bit, you know, all around, but the golden boy, it's like, Absolutely. they got a certain thing they want and that's it. And it's like, I think know to keep a Mayweather that. in the pocket. He know to keep a Mayweather in pocket, you know, it's Crawford, you going to be our token Mayweather. That's fine. But you're going to be a, one of the best niggas in the goddamn world. But you gonna we gonna have one of you, you know. But yeah, and like, you know, be good uh, enough to go. But it's funny about that is like it kind of goes both ways because it's like you say that oh diversity right, but then a lot of people turn around and say oh Crawford should leave Bob Arum and go to Heyman. So they, but then it's like they don't want the diversity. It's like people can't decide what they really want, you know. And it's like if Crawford isn't complaining, then why are you complaining? If the man is happy, the man is sure. happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like people be trying to do. But it, it don't That's matter at the end of the day. I, it don't matter. At the end of the day, he, if he's happy, he's happy. And the thing is, he could get fights. At the end of the day, I'm going to keep saying this. I know people, they're stubborn, they're hard-headed, they just don't whatever. Certain people, you just cannot fix their brain. In boxing, managers, 
promoter, and on and on and on, they work for the fight, not the other way around. If two guys really want to fight, the fight can be made. So that's all I'm going to say about him can't get not being able to get fights. And I mean, didn't Kill Brook just came out? Wasn't Kill Brook talking like he wanted to fight? I would love to see that. All of a sudden, he just come out and said he can't make 47. So what were you talking about for? What was all that I guess he realized now he can't make it. Um, I guess he realized he can't make one for you. He was a big boy. I mean, his I career know, is over. So, so is Errol Spence. Errol Spence is a big boy, too. I mean, because if, if it's not Kell Brook, dude, we can get something Otto Wallen status again with Crawford. Some dude we probably never heard of. I mean, they had to pull Amir Khan from the grave. Who knows who they're going to bring if we don't get Brook? I'll take Brook. Because Brook's no, going to well, he ain't fighting Brook next. No, but no, the point I'm trying to make is the Brooks shit was bullshit because he was acting like he wanted to fight, but now he just came out and said he can't make 47, mm-hmm. so scratch that, you know? Brooks can't make 47, yeah. so no fight, you know what I mean? So, But so, the uh, reason why we talk that shit is because we don't want Crawford over here rotting away fighting bums and talking about he happy. I don't give a fuck about his happiness. I'm a consumer. Nigga, I want no, you to no, no, damn no, no, near no, dying in the ring. No, my point is you're 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 going at the wrong thing. Instead of saying, "Oh, he should be going to Heyman or PBC," you should be saying what I was saying, which is if there's there's none of that matters. If guys want to fight, the fight can happen. It doesn't matter if he's on PBC or not, because last I checked, Errol Spence is on PBC and he's just starting to get fights with guys he wanted to get fights with. And he's been there since his career started as an amateur, turning pro. Bro, he's just starting. To a second and he got the worst right version of a, of a fight he wanted. He got Porter. He didn't get Pacquiao. I mean, but he going he into a Thurman. second pay-per-view, headlining his second pay-per-view, you know, that's going to do some decent numbers. Crawford is like, I don't even know. Like, we we were happy that Brooke was an option, a possibility. Because no, but see, that, you're, you're choosing not to understand what I'm saying. Well, Being on I the mean, PBC you, doesn't guarantee he only the got the Mikey politics. fight because Mikey's a dumbass. That's the only it reason why matter. he got the fight. It don't matter. You know, it does that matter. matter. It, it does matter. It does. He did not get the fight because PBC and this and that. He got the fight because that little motherfucker said he saw something and said, okay. let's fight. In a dumbass fight, okay. that that could have happened in any scenario. That could have happened with Spence being on top rank or whatever. It was Mikey pointing him out and saying he wanted to fight. That's what I'm fine. saying is, you can look at it's 2019. That's a fact. He's been calling guys out since 2014, and he didn't get any of those guys until like now. So those are facts. So that what I'm saying is, yeah. being on the PBC does not guarantee you nothing. Last I checked. He had Panny Pacquiao in the ring, right? He wanted to fight Pacquiao next, not Porter. Yeah, guess who got none of that and yeah, because we're, we're on our consecutive pay per view, so really none of that really matters. No, but see, and, you're, and, now you're and, talking. And, and Crawford yeah. is totally, balling totally different, for nothing. Dude. We're not even talking about that. You're that's talking all. about money, and all. we don't care about that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about if guys that's really okay. want to fight, Which, fights can be made. The fight can be made, and 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 I will. What I would say is that Simon might be, you know, he's he might be a little correct because I just saw an interview with Crawford, and they were saying, "Hey Crawford, why don't you go to PBC? It'll be easier to get the fights." And he said, "He said, why do you think it'll be easier to get the fights?" 
He was like, you don't see, um, you know, they, they, that's what he said. He said it might not be easy to get the fights. They're dodging him, and they're going to dodge him no matter where he goes. So, oh, wow. but let's take that's it to the, brilliant. Nobody could think to say that if you're Crawford in his position. I wouldn't say well, that. Well, then answer the Spence question. So, no, forget it then. The answer fuck? the Spence question. Why was he calling guys out for five years now, and he's just getting a Dog, fork? how old is Spence? How old is he? It doesn't matter. Okay, now it's so how old he is. You now. can the say whatever. Is, right now, the core season said, can start. Look, the point is you can go incrementally, or you can look at it as a big picture. Errol Spence is exactly or before where he should be in his career. Two consecutive no. pay-per-views. Yes, he is. And Terrence no, he's Crawford not. should when be you there, were a world title, and he's not. Listen, man. Listen, so you're telling me right now, every time a guy wins a, first, uh, a, a world title for the first time in his career. Can you trump anything about two consecutive pay-per-views? Is there anything no, you can dude, say that you t- see, or are you going to continue your, to dissect you're totally missing, on a dude, You're totally missing the point, bro. You're totally right, you're talking look. about something we don't even care about right now. We're talking about okay. Uh, when you're on, when wherever you're at, that doesn't mean that doesn't guarantee whatever network you're on, whatever uh, promotional or manager, whatever. That doesn't guarantee you nothing as far as you getting the fight. Okay. Because so you won't Errol be address that part. So so okay, answer this question. He won the title about two and a half years ago, right? He's mm-hmm. he's just getting one of the guys he wanted. When he before it when, when all those guys were on the record saying, Oh, we'll consider we'll fight Spence once he gets a title. So two and a half years later, he's finally getting one of the guys he wanted. And it's really so, the worst version so of the worst guy. How many fights happen in two and a half years? When you have a large inventory of dudes at the same weight class, so how many fights? So let let me just answer that question because it's pretty simple. Have all the guys? So there's a class at PBC that was before Errol. That class consists of Keith Thurman, Danny Garcia, um, um, what's the other third there? Uh, Sean Porter. Those guys were the class before Errol. And guess what? They all ate and they all fought each other. As that should have happened, and niggas like you was probably saying what but dude, happened you, you two or three years dude, ago. It's not even look. I can kill that argument oh, yeah, right yeah, then. Yeah. Uh, Porter was yeah, calling him out. Can. Porter was calling out Danny Garcia since 2015. He didn't get the Danny Garcia fight till 10, 2018. So I don't have. To I mean, dog, what do you want it to happen when they're like at Shakur Stevenson levels of fuck? You what have to talking? let it. How like, was that Shakur Stevenson level when Sean Porter had already won a title? Dog, did, have everybody at PBC fought each other or not? Has everybody at PBC fought each other? Is did Keith Thurman uh, get to fight Manny Pacquiao, the icon? Manny has Manny. Did he? Uh, hold on. Has, okay. Hold on, hold on. So, so, so what's hey, the problem? Hey, 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 we was talking about Golden Boy. Y'all done went into this diatribe about this, man. Yeah, hey, man. This guy, this dude talking we, about we run, pay-per-view numbers. We run it out of We're time. not even talking about that, dog. So let's, so let's get, we got to get to the next one. And I think, <laughs> I think everybody have an opinion on this. So let's go on to the next one. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Now, after... His blood and guts fight against Otto Valen. You know, Fury got bloodied up. He put on a, a a heroic performance, I'll say. You know, even though he didn't look that great, he, he survived. He did his thing. He did what he needed to do to win the fight. You know, after that being said, he got 50 stitches over his eye. Now, the question 
I have for you guys, man. We're going to start with Janelle, if Janelle's still on. The question I have for you is, you know, should he maybe hold off on a February fight with Wilder, you know, with his uh, with his eye being a target like that? You know, it looks like to me, you know, you get a cut like that, it can open up at any time. And when you got a hard puncher like Wilder, you know, he might want to take it take it slow before he gets into the into the ring with Wilder. You know, in fact, his dad said if he looks the same against any of the top three guys, he can't win. And his dad said that it, that was the worst performance that he's ever had. Now, I wouldn't say that because he was all, he was bloodied up. But, you know, this could be a target for Wilder. I don't know if Wilder's smart enough or skilled enough to be able to handle that, be able to take it out. But do you think this could postpone the fight at all? Oh, definitely. Um, that's a deep scar tissue. I mean, I mean, I mean definitely. It's it just up like 50-something small tissues for us one out here. That thing could open up yeah, easily. Yeah, 50-piece. Yeah. It could open up easily, so it's like, uh, it's definitely gonna push it back. Probably summer, probably summer next year. Might the fight might happen, honestly. Well, it's supposed to happen in like February. That. I know that Wilder's supposed to fight sometime soon. You know, I keep on looking at the uh, yeah, schedule yeah, and Wilder. Yeah, but that that hasn't been officially. That hasn't isn't official yet. You know, there it's not on the schedule yet. Nobody he's supposed to fight in November. So if he's supposed to fight in November, he's going to fight two months later. You know, the way this is, you know, panning out, I don't think we're going to get the Wilder Fury fight in February. No, I think it's going to be like June of next year. I could truly see that. I could see him fighting in December against the Ortiz rematch, and six months later he fights Fury. So Fury have enough time to heal up uh, from the eye. Because honestly, that's actually a career and an injury, honestly. That's going to keep on opening up. Anytime he gets hit there again, it, it's going to open up again and again and again. That's a target for uh, uh, a lot of fighters now. And uh, he's going to have to definitely keep that uh, keep that hand up high to avoid getting hit there. And like, he's known for dropping his guards and, and and using his little shoulder roll. So it's like uh, that's a career injury because it's going to easily – because next time I'm going to open again, it's going to get stopped. Uh, next time he gets cut, it's going to stop. It's gonna be stopped. So it's like uh, he he definitely got to protect that eye. RC, what do you feel about it? We got fifty stitches. Uh, we've got Wilder supposedly fighting in November against Ortiz. You never know what could happen in that fight. Do you see Wilder versus Fury happening in February, like it's supposed to? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Tyson Fury is 1,000% that he's going to knock out Deontay Wilder so quick and fast, so why would he need extra time to get away? He is the most skilled heavyweight. Nobody can hit him, so why would he worry about somebody opening up a cut when he's got such such superb defense and nobody can touch him? Uh, you guys are all making excuses for these two gentlemen. Uh, Deontay Wilder is going to get Luis Ortiz out of there a lot faster in the easier fashion that he did the first time around, and uh, if, if uh, Tyson Fury is so sure of himself, he could go in there, 50% healed, and still beat Deontay Wilder. Like he said, with one hand behind his back, the same thing he said about Andy Ruiz. So, yeah, I'm sorry. if he's really about that and believes what he says, get it done in February. It's not on, it's not on him, though, man. I'm de- oh, the commission will push the fight back. I'm just uh, uh, thanks and advice that he will respond to. And they're the ones that's going to make sure that he's licensed for the fight. So, it's like, you know what I'm saying? that's got to heal. And February is going to be too soon. 
I'm telling you. It's going to happen summer of next year. I'm telling you. It's not going to be his next call. Year, JP. Somebody give it. Man, summer of next year. Sheesh. JP, no, how do you see it going? I hate, about, I hate about boxing fans. One thing is that no matter the situation, say if a dude get busted for, for PEDs, we all immediately become like biochemists. When, they, when motherfuckers get to talking about purse splits and, and all this shit, we all immediately become financial strategists. Now here we come with this fucking eye, and here we go with Janelle out the gate, and the gang of other niggas go follow as this story progresses. We all seem to become fucking, uh, what is it, dermatologists with the skin or whatever. We all seem to be like, motherfuckers be like, no, man, you know, those kind of, that's a third degree cut, and that needs at least. I've got 240 days of healing, and then the, the over-scab layer will begin to, you know. It's not, I'm saying, yo, you're coming at Here me. Here we go. It's doctors that have to give us, it's doctors that have to clear him before he fights. You know that, right? I mean, you do know that, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, okay, give him a pass and get the fight next uh, next summer. It's not going to be up to him. It's, uh, doctors have to clear him in order to fight by uh, February, and I doubt it's going to happen by February. He's got to get clear. That's what I'm saying. That's what, I'm not giving nobody a pass or anything. It's not going to be his call. It's not going to be his dad's call. It's going to be the doctor's call. They got to clear him. That's what I'm saying. I man. have no idea about cuts, and I have no idea about how long the commission determines anything. And guess what? I don't think any of us know any of that. So, you know, I, I hope it goes down in February, and then I hope he knocks them out because I can't wait to get rid of this guy. Um, let me just quickly talk about the Pops. The Pops said, you know, he looked atrocious. He said, my son looked like trash. If this continues to go this way, if he continues with this circus over there at ESPN, he's going to come to a quick demise. He said his uh, theory came in that fight at 255. He said his son is a 19-stone fighter. I believe that's around 270 if that's how the number works out. So he says Fury should be heavier. So he's alluding to Fury's overworking and doing too much cardio, and that young motherfucker, what is it, Ben Davison, don't know what he's talking about. So, yeah, Fury's pops is kind of echoing my sentiments. He look, he look garbage, and I'm not up in a going to all this warrior, you, you went through all this and that. No, you're supposed to be better than all that. You're supposed to get rid of that dude with that eye. So, you know. That's what I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, with you, dad, JP. Yeah, his dad was tough on him. Said, yeah, he needs to get that young guy out of there. He needs a new trainer, you know. And that, yeah, he wouldn't be able the way he looks. He wouldn't be able to beat. He kept on saying Pavekin, I believe, but he said he couldn't beat the top three guys. So I'm, I'm guessing that's Joshua, uh, Ruiz, and Wilder. You know, he didn't say Wilder, but I, we all know that's who he, he meant. So. Let's hear uh, sign. What do you think about all this? You think the fight's going to happen? What do you think about his dad's comments? I know that you're a big Tyson Fury fan. Well, first of all, I wouldn't call myself a Tyson Fury fan. I just Here we really, go. Uh, you know, he made me look good, man. He made me look good. I made one of the craziest predictions you ever. You said he was going to knock right, the guy so. out. He made what, me look good. You he made me look good. I made, you, you know, when you, when, when, you, said you know, you had when a heavyweight has a... You know, you know what? Well, you you also had Fury getting knocked out by Klitschko. That didn't happen. So, you know, hey, 
But oh, you talking about back then? Fine, I got you. I fine, got you. Fine, 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 that was the easiest call that that everybody knew was gonna happen back then. So, so I wouldn't I wouldn't even say I'm a fan. It's it's kind of like I I owe him some gratitude, like for making me look good, type shit. You know what I'm saying? But uh, everybody knew that, son. Yeah. Okay. But um. What I would say is, if he's cleared, then let's go. Let's make it happen. Let's, let's, let's you know, let's fight. Uh, his dad's comments, I didn't really know his dad said all that. Um, wow. I mean, he went in, you know. Um, it's funny because Freddie Roach had criticized his trainer. And, you know, I was thinking, now uh, Freddie just wants that job. You know, he wants to, he wants to take Fury's, uh, you know, he wants to train Fury because he wants to, you know, he thinks Fury can beat Wilder, so he wants to get the credit if he if they rematch and he beats Wilder. But now it's like maybe the guy really doesn't know what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? You start hearing it from multiple people. But um I do think he should probably be a little heavier. Uh he's six foot nine, you know what I mean? So uh, probably a little bit heavier, but uh uh yeah, I mean that's crazy that his dad went in like that. Uh that's that that's gonna definitely be something interesting. To see, uh, why my nigga ain't got no muscle tone or no cuts or nothing? Like, what the fuck? That's some European oh. dudes. A lot of European white boys, man, they don't got cuts like that. They just, you know what I mean? That's just their bodies like that. You know what I mean? This is how it is. That's how they are. Man, just give him some con- contaminated meat, and he'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> Look at Canelo. Uh, Canelo got uh, a black man's on. body. <laughs> a Mexican with a black man's body. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, let's go, man. That's all. I, the only thing I got to say about it is, you know, when you're dealing with the eye, you know, the eye is serious. So, I don't, you know, I don't think anybody should play with that. As long as, you know, it heals up and the doctors say he's fine, let's go. Why not? You know what I mean? I'm not trying to push the fight back if we don't ha- if we don't have to. But if they don't clear him, then I guess you got to push it back a little bit. But I'm expecting them to fight in February. All right, yeah, I think hopefully they will. Like you said, we don't know what the hell's going on with uh, Wilder versus Ortiz. Um, Wilder came back a while ago, said they were fighting in November, but then I haven't seen, like I said, I look at the schedule, I haven't seen, like, the official, official word on it. So, you know, hopefully that happens in November. We'll get another big fight, another heavyweight fight. You never, like I said, you never know what, what can happen with these heavyweights. Um, more than likely, Wilder's gonna get him out there early. But we all we all remember what happened. Hey, but hold on, hold the... on on that. Listen, you guys think this might be a trend? You know, there was three guys, the three main guys, right? AJ, Fury, Wilder. AJ gets beat. Fury has a tough fight where he gets a bad, you know, cut and gets hurt. Are we? Is there something maybe brewing with Wilder? I don't know. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I have no idea. A guy here already knocked out. A guy well, Wilder shouldn't be taking this fight, man. There's no reason for Wilder to take this fight. I'm I was saying, man, like we didn't, we didn't million, see that right? coming with AJ. We didn't see that coming with Fury. Is it going to be I mean, yeah, but a guy that Wilder already knocked out? I think Ortiz knows. Okay, he's not knocking out more. Tell the whole story about that fight. That was a hard fight, a fight he was losing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But who has momentum going fighting into a tough though? guy? Fighting a real tough guy for kind of nothing, you know. I think, and actually, I heard a rumor 
that they got these dudes is like close because their daughters both have some kind of uh, health situation. And really there's some homie shit where Deontay like, I need to, you know, shoot my boy this fight because he needs to pay for his daughter's medical bills and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I heard, I heard him talking about that before about how, you know, when he popped dirty, he felt like he wanted to give him the fight anyway, just because of that situation. They have that type of bond, but I'm just talking like those were the three guys we were talking about, right? The last year or so, whatever. Those are the three heavyweights. Those three guys and everybody else. AJ loses. Fury has this fight with Wallen. Is something coming on with Wilder? Hey, I'm thinking Wilder's going to, you know, probably take him out earlier. But I also thought Fury was going to do better against Wallen. And I also thought AJ would beat Ruiz. So I'm just saying, anything, <laughs> you know, it might be – nothing would surprise me now, man. You know what I mean? So, but that 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 situation, that fight is weird, man. I mean, he announced it like a week after the Brazil fight, and we still don't have no details, and it's September. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like we don't have the venue, we don't have, you know, the network. It's it's, it's a weird situation going on. I don't know what what's up with that, but hopefully, you know, we get an announcement soon, and then we can check that fight out, man. Is, uh, it, it should be at least a little interesting early. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I'm looking forward to it. You never, you never know what can happen. So you know, especially with these big guys punching each other in the face. But I think we all see Wilder winning that man. But let's go on to the last topic of the day. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Uh, a couple of days ago, Mayweather was on the Instagram talking about he has some kind of exhibition going on involving Manny Pacquiao out there in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, People are wondering what the hell is he talking about? Is he talking about a fight? Um, Is he talking about some kind of cards that they're co-promoting? Like what's going on? Manny Pacquiao said yesterday that he has no idea what the hell Floyd's talking about. He's an attention Um, whore, man. Floyd's an attention (laughs) whore. And Manny Pacquiao was like, "Why exhibition? He wants the real fight." Um, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the hell Mayweather is doing. I remember what was that like? Maybe a couple of months ago, he said something about a fight with Manny uh, out there in um, in Japan, and then he came back and said that was old news. That's not happening. Now he came back again uh, this week or early this week, talking about an exhibition. First of all, Janelle, we'll take it back to you. Do you think that the exhibition is going on? Uh, do you want to see this exhibition? <laughs> I don't even want to see the fight, honestly. It's like, man, fuck, I said, Floyd's attention whore, man. He just wants attention, man. man he's that. It's like, even when he gave his, like, okay, now when his uh, son graduated high school, he still spotlight on himself. He was like, okay, y'all dropped out of school to support my family, la, la, la. It's like, yo, he. Everything's on himself. Whenever he talks about his fighters, he talks about his own career. He just, you know, that dude got to make himself relevant in boxing, man. Man, man. he just, he seeks attention way too much, man. I'm just retired. You say you're retired. You're not fighting no more. Right off the sunset. I'm damn man. Be like Al Heyman, man. Don't talk to the media and shit, you know what I mean? But Floyd can never do that. He's just an attention whore. I mean, I mean, but if he can get $20 million, he got $9 million to fight the little Asian guy over there. If he can get... 
if he can get him and Manny $20 million to fight a little four-round exhibition, you don't think they would do it? Manny's not going to do that. He talked about how Manny already for 20 mil? Like, no, Man, Manny would do that for 20 mil, dude. Come on. Anybody would. $20 million to do a four-round exhibition? I mean, yeah, but that's not going to happen. It's not gonna yeah, I know. Yeah, realistically, yeah, nobody's gonna pay that much money for. It. They might pay twenty well, million pay... combined, but not twenty million each. That's I mean, crazy. He got, I mean, 19... he he got nine for fighting that little guy. You see what's going on? Those Asian people fight that. But see what's so crazy though? And shit, y'all entertaining the bullshit. Y'all entertaining the bullshit, man. Y'all, y'all entertaining that shit. Oh, exhibition. No, about who, it, said, who said we're entertaining him? No, I don't even care about what we're talking about right now. You just nothing. said, you just no, you know, yeah, I said, because I, I, I assume two grown you. men ain't dumbasses and they would take $20 million to fight each other in a four round exhibition. I did not say I yeah, care about the fight at all. About. Nobody cares about we're Floyd. talking about this fight. In other words, we're entertaining the bullshit. Nobody even talking about this shit. I mean, come on, I, I didn't bring it up. <laughs> Man, Floyd just wants the attention of y'all giving to him. It's like watching Nate Man on the street. If you feed Freddy Cougar, uh, if you feed his fear, of course, it, it becomes more, you know what I'm saying? That's that, you, know, you just feed into the, I don't know, man. Hey. I think, you know, I think Floyd's music say, okay, he's tired. He's not so then you should have said no comment then. I just and nobody cares about no comment. What are you talking about? about that, Willow? I just said, I don't even want to see the real fight. I don't even want to see a rematch. I just said that, didn't I? In the beginning, yeah, you. I want to see Manny Pacquiao fight about Mikey it. Garcia, just like I predicted. I I came on this show the day after M- Manny and Thurman, and I said he would fight Mikey Garcia next, and that's what it looks Mikey like. Mikey Garcia ain't beat nobody at one forty-seven. He didn't drop back down to weight. Hey, I don't care if he wins or uh, wins or not. I'm just telling you, I predicted it the day after. I said he ain't fighting since. He ain't fighting. He man, ain't fighting. You want a biscuit, man? Hey, you want oh, a biscuit yeah, for that yeah. or something? No, nah, man. It's night right now. I mean, I mean damn. Give me something boy. You be patting yourself on the back. I mean, come on. You want a biscuit for that? <laughs> oh, would a trophy be better? He said maybe in the morning. He only does <laughs> biscuits in the God. morning, though. <laughs> Yo, this <laughs> Yeah, now that's oh, now, man. Oh, man. RC, <laughs> man, what do you think about it, man? I know Janelle says we shouldn't be talking about it, but we talking about it anyway. Talking about one of the greatest boxers to ever do it. Well, two of two of the greatest boxers ever do it. Maybe catching up a little exhibition fight for some big bucks in Tokyo. Even though Manny Pacquiao says he don't know what the hell Floyd's talking about. Oh, I think that boy. I think we lost uh, RT. So we'll go to JP. JP, what you thinking, man? Uh, I got two things on this. Uh, I just, I, I'm, I'll, I would love their fight. I don't want it in no exhibition capacity, though. Um, so my first thing on this is Mayweather could beat Manny Pacquiao again in another regular fight. Mayweather is still will not still end up as a more all-time great than Manny Pacquiao. He could beat him two times, and when that's all said and done he still will not be higher up that all-time great list than Manny Pacquiao. He's better well, he's greater in this gen- he's greater in this generation. Except for on Ring Magazine. Or no, hey, except I mean, on really it's just an it's opinion. The number you know? one fighter of all times yeah, is Mayweather. Sure 
And the I don't think he would be Manny, by the way, in a rematch. I don't – me personally, Yo. if they was to fight, oh, Nick, I, think, I think Manny would beat uh, – I think Manny would beat Floyd. But that's just me. But. Well, uh, most people, like, if I, I'm pretty sure if you go, like, historians, people we kind of digress to, like a Max Kellerman and those types – you know, those are historians. Uh, These are dudes who, who who should tell you something about every decade of boxing. You know, those type of people. I think in that regard, you know, they're going to have uh, Manny Pacquiao up higher up that all-time great list just on achievements, man. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's not parallel. But Man, uh, Max Kellerman ain't no real historian, man. He just He's just good at talking. He's just good at moving his mouth. Nah, he, he man, Max, Max fucked nah, with that man. boxing for he's real, for real. You nah, know, you he sounds good, bro. Boxing. I'm telling you, he sounds good. He's not as good as you think he is. But I know, you know for Max a fact. You know Max used to have a syndicated reg- radio show when he was 16 in New York. I don't care. A boxing show. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you're on TV. I don't care if you're on the radio. I care about what you say and what comes out your mouth and does it make sense. So, But I'll tell you this about Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman's full of shit because I know for a fact he was on ESPN the day before Mayweather Pacquiao uh, promoting the fight, right, in Vegas. And he said the winner of this fight is the greater fighter. He came out like a year or so later after that and tried to say Manny was the greater fighter. So he talked bo- out of both sides of his mouth. So I don't even take him seriously. But um, – but uh, as far as that, yeah, yeah, you can you can make the case that it's Manny, you can make the case that it's Floyd. But at the end of the day, it's just an opinion. But um, I do know Let that uh, a lot of people. I do know Let a lot of people said. Oh, what on the last one? Um, the best part about it to me is that good old Money Mayweather, man. That that was my guy. I rode with since '96, right? And it's good to ride with a winning team, right? And, you know. Good to have a winner, and the, but the best part about it, through all the trial and tribulation, my nigga can leave a seventy to a hundred million dollar check on the table. He ain't even gotta take it. He don't even got it. You don't even gotta take it. How great is Floyd's life, dog? Where he could leave that check on the table like, nah, I'm good actually. What y'all don't know, man? Niggas gotta be hating them haters. They gotta hate that. Hey, they definitely he, he, they do. Hey, like I said, he, he like I said the same thing with Ryan Garcia. If you're able to negotiate that, then that's good for you. You know, I'm, I don't hate I don't hate on people's money, so you know, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> All right, man. I think that's where we're gonna end it. I uh, appreciate y'all coming on, man. Um, hey, son, anything I'm else? Y- get right, man. Yep. Sure. You do yours with syrup or, or jelly? What you eat your biscuits <laughs> with, Tom? Mm, it just all depends, man. It just how it depends on how I'm feeling. But you know, we don't do we don't eat them biscuits late at night, man. We don't do the carbs at night, bro. We don't do that. So. I feel you. I feel you, man. Oh. Hey, JP, anything? Before you go, anything before you, you go. get out of here, yes, it's sir. almost oh, midnight, yeah, and yeah. I just finished eating. Actually, I just ate like by, like five minutes ago. <laughs> oh, so you had some biscuits hey. at midnight? That's not good. No, no, not bad. That's, that's egg salad and bread. 
Sign over there, chopped up, ripped, because he ain't doing that carb shit like y'all, like we're doing. But hey, let me ask y'all. So we, we obviously not gonna meet up for the uh, Spence quarter in in Los Angeles. So I gotta be Vegas for the Kovalev on November second, right? Vegas Canelo on November second. Vegas. I don't know about Vegas. I might be able to do it, man. Yeah, I I gotta see what's going on with with what what the hell I got going on, man. So we'll. Well, they'll be to be continued to be announced. So I don't know if I could support that. I feel like I feel like it'd be kind of fake if I was at a Canelo Kovalev fight because I don't like either one. So even though I got Kovalev, let's do uh, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. Let's hit that Saudi Arabia in December. <laughs> Hell no, man! Uh, no. Them lost. Hell no. Oh man! It's oh man! Kovalev. They say it's going down out there. November 2nd, Are you going to the fight you know, next, next weekend, JP? Are you going to hit the fight up? At least? I don't like staples for fights. That shit too big, man. So I, I'll just probably hey, take I heard it it's not well. Probably not. You know, who knows? It's not, hasn't been. I mean, it's been, they had a few moments, but the promotion could have been better. Yeah, and people in L.A. got to save up from the Laker tickets because they're going to. And them Clipper tickets because they're going to be skyrocketing now, you know, see the weather. Oh uh, man, floor, I've seen a floor seat that was what forty-two thousand for Lakers Clippers. Yeah, it's going to be crazy all season. That's crazy. Well, well, we'll be back on Sunday, man, and uh, to talk about the fights, and then definitely next week we've got the big fight coming up: Unification Spence versus Porter. We'll be able to dig into that. It's been a lot of talk. Seeing if somebody's getting knocked out, hopefully we can get signed back on next Wednesday. See who he picks, so he can make an official pick instead of acting like he made the pick. And uh, <laughs> and as usual, Janelle will probably make the wrong pick, man. But we'll see y'all on <laughs> on next on next Sunday, man. Uh, and we're out of here, man. Outsiders Midweek Show. Peace out.